We are back in the booth. We are on the correct microphone setup today to begin the episode. I did not screw up this time. I double-checked everything. We're sounding crisp. We're sounding clear. I got a guest next to me who you may not be expecting, a little bit out of the norm, but uh, my name is Tommy Coughlin, and this is the Pipe It Up podcast. Cue the intro. All righty, here we go. Um, that last episode with Elon Musk was absolutely crazy. What an honor it was to interview him. If you haven't listened to that yet, check it out. Wink. But um, today, it is a new week, and it's actually 4th of July weekend. So to all my listeners in America, in the United States of America, happy 4th of July. I hope you had a chance to enjoy it with your friends, with your family, with whoever. And um, cue some fireworks. Let's get excited. I had a good time this weekend. We'll get into our weekends as well. But um, to my right here... I have a lifelong friend and a and a lifelong enemy, but, but you know, friends sometimes your friends are enemies, and there's a Dwight Schrute coat that kind of goes along those lines too. But, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Daniel Schultz. Daniel, thanks for joining me today on this last minute podcast recording. Appreciate it, Tom. It's always fun to be on. Haven't been on for like a month or so, but yeah, I'm glad to be back. You know, I wouldn't say you got fired or anything, but <laughs> no. you know, you're, you're you're doing different things. Jack wanted to get more involved, and you know, you're my you're my go-to sub for this. Um, the, the reason we're doing this today, and it, may, it may be a shorter episode, we're on a bit of a time crunch, but I promise you guys an episode a week, so once again, I'm delivering on that promise. But it's the holiday weekend, as I just mentioned, so um, almost everyone in the league was out of town this week, including both myself and the Schultz family. Um, I actually just drove about three and a half hours with my sister home from northern Michigan, got home maybe five minutes ago, but I was like, we got to do this, we got to record. So I hit up Dan, and here we are. Um, Dan, so let's break it down. We both went to the north this week in Yes, Michigan. we did. Yes, we did. Um, how, how was your weekend? I haven't even caught up with you yeah, yet. Yeah, I... <laughs> we, we jumped I walked, right into this podcast. Tom, <laughs> I walked over and said, let's get going, bro. I'm tired. <laughs> Tom does not mess around. He is getting things uh, done today. So, but, uh, yeah, I, I had a fun time. Went up to East Tawas in Michigan, kind of on the eastern side, Lake Huron. Had a great time. Went fishing. Uh, went to the local ice cream place, got some pizza. Oh, just just the baby. just the best parts of East Tawas. How about how about you, Tom? Well, let me just tell you at first. That sounds like a recipe for Dan having a good time. Ice cream, pizza, and fishing. It's a lot of relaxing. Yeah, I know. And I always say I'm like I'm gonna relax on this vacation, whatever you want to call it. But I feel like I didn't do a lot of relaxing. I mean, I kind of <laughs> did, but I went um, to a town in Michigan that is about three hours north from where I'm currently at in Brighton. And it's called Lewiston, Michigan. It's a it's a hub for all kinds of stuff. Just yep. kidding. It's a small town. But, <laughs> um, it's a good time. And I was on a lake up at KK's place. You may have heard me mention this place before. My mom's sister's little cottage, if you will. And um, yeah, I spent, um, I worked from there on Friday and then Saturday, Sunday, Monday, which today's Monday. Um, you know, we were on the water out in the sun. So it was a good time. But I mean, I don't. I just feel exhausted. Like, I don't know if it's the sun. I don't know. I didn't sleep that good because there's no AC up there and it was hot. So I don't know what it is, but like, I was only an hour into that drive home today and I was just two hands on the steering wheel like, oh my God, I got two hours left and I got to film this stupid, <laughs> sucky <laughs> podcast after. Just kidding. But it was all hit me. And I'm like, wow. And I got to work tomorrow too. So I had a good time. I wish I would have like relaxed more. I just have, I have a tough time like relaxing, like decompressing. I feel like it's just a challenge. It's never enough time. But, um, yeah, overall, good weekend. Um, did you catch any fish? Yeah, we should talk. Me and Dan are fishing buddies, so well, let's, you talk, catch let's talk fishing. Just we, for, so, I just want, I'm just curious, just quickly. Well, so you knew I, catch, I caught that big smallmouth on East Wind. Our late that was time. earlier, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we went fishing one night there, the first night, and only for like an hour and a half, 
didn't get a nibble in like two hours. Nothing. Okay. Nothing. So then my cousin's um, wife lives on a more private. Let's, I, I guess both lakes are private. But no, I guess East Wind's not private. Anyway, uh, a private lake with very few houses on it, and it's very, very calm. Like it's Is it just stocked with fish or no? And, well, so I've had good luck there before with pike and largemouth and whatnot. So we get there. Water is just still as glass. And I'm like, this is top water written all over it again because I've had top water luck there before. So I started off just fishing a worm, seeing what's biting. And I didn't actually get a bite on my worm for like 25 minutes. I was like, what's going on? And my cousin did catch a rock bass, I think, a big rock bass. And then the other, we had two boats going, two little canoes, and they, the other boat caught a largemouth. And I was like, well, everyone else is using crankbaits. I was like, let me just start throwing top water. I tied on the top water, the jitterbug, first cast. Oh my God. Blow up on the water. That's I thought it was sick. huge, and it was just a rock bass. So it turns out, I'm not kidding you, Daniel. As the night progressed, every cast, <laughs> it was insane. Are you serious? Rock bass, rock bass, rock bass. I'm like, where are all the largemouth in this lake? I did end up catching maybe three or four largemouth, but I had to. Any big ones or no? Honestly, maybe one that was like 14, 15 okay. inches. So nothing yeah. crazy at all. All, like right. all disappointing. They all fought pretty good, but every we had to have caught... Still a fun day, probably. We had to have caught in over 30 fish as a group. That's crazy. Most, and probably 20 of those were rock bass. The other 10 were largemouth, and only two were bigger than 14 inches. There's literally nothing... If you've never fished, there's literally nothing better than catching one on top water. Because you cr- see it bite the hook Dude, the right rock in bass front of your eye. The up was crazy. Like They would hit it harder... The largemouth at that lake were kind of just like sucking under my jitterbug, and yeah. I just set the hook. But the lar- the rock bass were nailing that thing on the surface. It was crazy. crazy. But yeah, when we're not playing wiffle ball, me and Dan like to do our, our fishing. Even though I, but we're say we're amateurs, but we're we're pretty good. We're I mean we we're, do, we're we recreational. Okay. We're recreational fishermen. <laughs> we're not professional. But no, but we, we get some fish in the we boat. We know we know the lingo, the yeah, fishing yeah, lingo. We, we get the fish in the boat. Um. So yeah. So that was my weekend. It consisted of fishing, um, a little bit of boating. Um, laying around, playing with, we had three dogs up there, one of them's mine, and my cousins have a couple. So, not a lot of relaxing, more so with doing stuff. Played some croquet, that, that turned into a croquet, family Croquet, wow. Yeah, that's kind of sparked up a little resurgence in my family, <laughs> my extended family, so I'm not very good at it, to be honest. But uh, That's the one where you shoot it through little, like, horseshoes, right? right? through the wickets. Yeah, through the wickets. we have that game. We, yeah. we used to play that when we were little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. I was thinking of a croquet yeah, yeah, set. Yeah, we that played was a, that at our house. Yeah. I was thinking of a croquet set that was a lot nicer, and we pulled out these ones from the garage and, like, uncovered the cobwebs from them, and I was like, this is not how I remember them. But maybe it was the ones from your house that I'm thinking of. But, um, yeah, so that was my weekend. Dan, sounds like he had a decent weekend, too. We're all back. We're back in action. Um... Nothing crazy for, like, actually playing wiffle ball. We did a lot of series the last weekend to clear up this week for everyone who's on vacation and stuff like that. So, like, the next thing we're going to play is the, is the All-Star series. Yeah, but excited last, for that. Yeah, but the last uploaded series was right between these two guys talking on the mic right now, Eagles versus Mallards. And uh, it did not go too well <laughs> if you were wearing a green shirt that day. Um, I guess I can start with my comments on the series. Yeah. Or we can have a discussion about it. I'll, um, I'll chime in a little bit. Yeah, you could chime in. I'm trying to remember. Let me take take me back a couple weeks here. <laughs> Tom's trying to put it out of his memory. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to forget about this. No, that's not true. But I remember getting frustrated in the first game. We weren't hitting the ball. Um, they scraped the run across with, like, a deflected line drive. Like, I started the cover first, and it, like, hit Trevor's arm and then went into center field. And Dallas, that was how you guys Dallas scored. Dallas it, yeah. Yeah, that, that was, was like, clutch by Dallas. super frustrating. And then we had a chance. We had him run around first. 
in the last inning. I actually hit the ball hard, but right to Dallas, and he stepped on the back for the yeah, force out. I got lucky there. Yeah, I we there. we were starting to see Daniel a little better towards the end of that game. Yeah, definitely. But that's why. That's why I didn't. Pl- that's why I didn't pitch game two. Yeah, 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 yeah. I knew it. Yeah. So then, then the uh, the number twos go game two. Dallas and I started. I think w- the Mallards are the away team in this game. So the Eagles take yeah. the mound first. Right? Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, Eagles yep. take the mound. Dallas has a lot of control issues. We get six, and I'm like, wow, okay. We have this is a weird game. This is a weird game. This is game. one of the weirdest games I've ever played in, to yeah. be honest. So Dallas gives up six. He's very, very wild, and I'm like, okay, I have a chance here. I have a cushion. I know I'm not going to be perfect, but I should be better than last series because I practiced a lot more, and I like had confidence that I, would, I wouldn't hurt my body at all. So I threw like probably – five times before this series, like every three days, two days I was thrown on my driveway. And I threw a lot of strikes. I was super yeah. happy. Yeah. Pounding the zone. It wasn't pounding the zone, but like compared to the yeah, previous it was, series. It, you were definitely improved. Way better. We were just hitting it. It felt more like old times, like when I was throwing the ball. But the Eagles, in my history, have always hit me the best. So it wasn't like yeah. a surprise that they were hitting the ball. But what killed me the most in that game was it was 6-2, to two, bases loaded, two outs. And Neil, who yeah. does not have a history of hitting me well, Gets his bat on a drop ball that I actually located pretty well down in the zone. I could have thrown it harder watching the video back. He gets his bat on it, and I bobble it. There's spin on it. It gets away from me, and that 100% should have been a force out at home plate. We went out of that inning up 6-2. to two. Instead, a couple more hits come across later, um, like one or two walks. The inning continues. It ends up being 6-6. Six to six. So now I'm frustrated. I was like, man, I, at least I threw a lot of strikes today, but we're back where we started. Another mercy inning for me. So I'm three innings on the mound. Three innings mercyed. Um, we, I choose to. I know we can't let this one slip away. I can't just go out there and get more practice reps. Like the season's progressing. We've now lost at this point three in a row. Yeah, because we were three and one. Yeah, and then we were now we we're three and four going into this game. And I'm like, all right, Caden, you threw well. You said you were practicing too. You go in. Well, Dallas also decides to settle in here. Yeah, and he starts pounding the zone. But then Caden goes out there and he's pounding the zone. So now we went from this sloppy, disgusting game to all of a sudden the pitchers duel, which is wild. Um, I did not hit the ball w- very well off of Dallas. No, no one on my team did. We didn't hit very well all series long. And Dirty Dan steps up to the plate in the bottom of the fourth and cranks one over the left field wall. How'd that feel? It felt pretty good, considering <laughs> I had been hitting pretty awfully up to that point. But I think the big thing is, like, you were actually commanding the zone. You threw a lot of strikes. It's just we had seen you so much. We have seen you so much over the past few years. Like, Waylon was telling me, like, he really wanted to play, not because he was doing that well, but, like, he 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 loves hitting against you. Mm-hmm. Like it's just mm-hmm. he's seen you so much, and uh, like and then when Caden yeah, makes sense, it makes sense. And when Caden came in, we had never seen him before, so obviously right away we were kind of lacking on the hitting side. But uh, yeah, I'm glad that Dallas finally came on. Uh, he, he showed a lot of perseverance there uh, after settling in in that second inning, mm-hmm. and then I decided to come in in the fourth. Actually, I wanted to ask you: uh, Were you thinking about bringing Bonham in in the fourth inning, or were you like, well, Kate? We haven't seen Caden. Caden's locating the ball really well. It's tough. Like, was there a conversation on the mound? Oh, there, there? was a conversation. We all, I, I'm not like a guy out there who's like, this is what's happening as a manager. Like, yeah, I'm not yeah. doing that. It's always a discussion. I mean, I guess I guess I make the last decision, but like, it's, it's we're all in this together. You know what yeah. I mean? It's a, it's, a, it's a team of three guys. You yeah. Know, the conversations happen. Um, so, yeah, my thought process is, is first of all, Caden was pitching very well. He was, first of yeah. All. So was, was Trevor in the first game. But I didn't want that game to go on five, six, seven innings and for you guys to get all those reps against Trevor just to put him back out there in the third game, possibly see you guys again in the playoffs. Like, it just didn't make a lot of sense to me. And he kind of agreed to, like, show him to you guys more than he needed to. Does that okay. make sense? That's interesting. Okay. 
But that's why I've, I've said, I think in the past before, that I think you're one of the more frustrating guys to face because, like, I've seen you a ton. Like, you've seen me a ton. And, like, I've seen Kyle a lot. I've seen Drew a lot. And all those guys, like, have become easier over the years. Yeah. For some reason, it must, maybe it's your arm slot. Maybe it's just your command. But I've always think you're always tough to adjust to, in my opinion. I don't know. I, I finally... I have made some adjustments over the course of the season. I think that knuckle drop has been my biggest success you threw factor. It well that day. Yeah, I, I've tried to be more simple with it. Uh, just try to be more accurate with it. Because if if I can't throw it for a strike, it's a useless pitch, uh, even though it moves so mm-hmm. much. So like, that's been the biggest thing I've been working on as a pitcher. Um, not so much the riser, like because if I throw the riser and locate it, but you know it's coming, you can still hit it. So I have to mix it up. That's what I've been working on as a pitcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you pitch. You pitch great. So um yeah, Eagles win game two. Now we've lost four in a row at this point. So like we're all like frustrated. We're still in these games. We're competing. We're not hitting the ball, which is a frustrating thing. Game three, um, you hit another solo shot. So we lost that one once again, one zero. So just we're not hitting the ball. Um, you can say what you want about the, you can say what you want about the pitching, but beside aside from my inning, we had three earned, three earned runs in the other eight innings, which is like that's winnable, you know. I think, you know, even though you guys are three and six, it doesn't seem like you guys are in a very good position. I still think uh, you have a lot of room. I, I can't spoil the Gators, but uh, I still think you guys could be fine. We'll see. Yeah, it's going to depend on um, these next couple series. It definitely sucks. Like, I feel I feel a little bit helpless right now because like, we are down. The Gators are two and four, but they're a good team, and I know that. Regardless of what they do in their next series, I think it's against the Magic. Yeah. Like, we're going to need to beat that. That's going to be a playoff series for us. And that's our first series after the All-Star break. And whether they're 5-4, and four, whether they're 2-7, and seven, we need to beat them because the tiebreaker is so yeah, important. It's going to come down to that series. So that's, that's probably going to be the decider in the NL. I would, I would imagine so, yeah. So I'm excited for it. I've, like I said, I've been having fun this year, to be honest. Um, last year's was definitely frustrating, much more so than the other two. Um, we've been, you know, we were 2-1, and one, and we went 1-2, and two, and we lost all three. So, improvements to be made for sure on the hitting side. That's the most frustrating thing. But I sh- I've been talking a lot about the Mallards. What do you think about your Eagles? I mean, you guys started off horrible. You played a tough team, but now look at you. Actually, so. before I talk about the Eagles, I just want to ask one question. Mm-hmm. Going forward, do you think you're going to stick with yourself on the mound or go with Caden? Um, I think at this point in the year, well, first of all, I've kind of decided, we we're talking about it up, up north with my family, I think I'm gonna call the doctor finally tomorrow and like try to get an MRI. Okay. But that it's not it's not affecting the performance in any way. I mean, maybe it, it might is, be. But it doesn't hurt. It definitely like, might be. It more so like when I was getting on and off of our boat this weekend, like I was like, ah, like that kind of hurts. So I'm pretty sure it's just pectoral strain. I've been saying for that for months. But the reason it's frustrating is because I'm not allowing it to heal because of wiffle ball. Because like I still want to stay somewhat active. I don't want to sit on the couch for you know months and do nothing. But that might be what it's going to take. And I've already lost like five, six pounds probably of muscle because I haven't been working out. But to answer your question, I think it's going to be Caden. Okay. I think but, yeah, I'm glad Caden. you are getting that checked out. But uh, I think I'm going to go check and it out. Talking about the Eagles, posted. I just wanted to say one thing. For the Oklahoma series, because that's our next series, mm-hmm. uh, we won't have Dallas. So that might mess up our mojo a little bit. It's not like because I'm benching him or anything. It's just because he can't make it to Those Oklahoma. Those suck. <laughs> like that, <laughs> that, that's a, that's a far road trip. Um, or plane. I guess we're balling by plane. Plane yeah, trip. We got the Jets. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I, Dallas will be back. And he's obviously going to be with us for the f- foreseeable future. But hopefully that doesn't mess up our mojo. But um, I think we're playing well right now. Uh, Clayton will get his shot on the mound in the Oklahoma series, but as long as we can just keep hitting, 
Uh, I think I finally found some confidence. Uh, the mental game starting to get a lot more confident for me and the teammates. So we're, I think we're in a good position right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, watching the Eagles. You guys have. It's kind of like that last year that I just watched against us. Like, I mean, I was there playing in it, obviously, but like looking at it from afar, like that was like vintage Eagles right there. Daniel Schultz, a couple big home runs, kind of carries the team. But you also had Dallas who helped you out, shut the door in game two, kept us at six runs after his rocky start. So um, I think he's a nice compliment. I think he's for sure a nice compliment. And it's unfortunate that Clayton maybe isn't the player slash pitcher he was before his um, lawnmower accident. So Dallas kind of fills that, that spot nicely, I think. Yeah, I, I'm hoping Clayton gets some more confidence, especially being on the mound. Because last year he was an all-star for pitching on the mound. And he is a good pitcher. It's just Dallas has so much potential that I have to play Dallas. But hopefully Clayton can get some confidence going. I'm really pulling for him. But mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes. Yeah, he's a veteran. He's a veteran. All the Eagles players besides Dallas, they've all had a lot of at-bats in their lifetimes. A lot of at-bats. A lot of at-bats. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe they're not the most... Skill. It reminds me of like you know the 2019 Preds. Alec and Brennan Russell weren't guys who came into this league and were dominant right away, but the Eagles have had the same guys right beside Daniel all these years, and I think they're you know they're learning the game. They get better and better each and every series, and um, I think it showed last series. They all played pretty well. And I think you know I don't want to pat myself on the back, but like oh Dan, you should. You're no, amazing. No, no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just saying like obviously we've seen three man lineups uh, in the playoffs in the World Series, um, mm-hmm. you know win. So, you know, I, I'm starting to see, like, we're for the foreseeable future, we're going to go, even if guys get less at-bats, we have a five-man team, but uh, each game's going to be either three or four guys, and I'm basically going to, this is a trial, basically, to see in the playoffs mm-hmm. who are the best three guys I got, mm-hmm. and uh, in, the, in the playoff, it's going to be, you know, limited playing time based off who's playing the best. It's mm-hmm. not a bad plan. I think, um, yeah, I've been rolling with three all year long. Um, I did have the off-season signing of Brendan Davenport, who some of your bigger fans may know who that is. You may not. He's only had one at-bat this year so far, and I haven't brought him in the last two series. But the reason I don't bring him, you're thinking, oh, wow, you guys are really struggling much. You bring in a new guy. Um, it's hard because this isn't like the MLB where you can go out there and rack up 40 at-bats in a week. We're talking about 15 games, and that's your season. Yeah. And I've already invested nine of those in two other guys and myself. So to throw out nine games from one of my players to try a new kid this deep in the year with the season on the line most likely in our next, in our next series just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. What do you think, Daniel? It's always tough because, like, especially with me, who you, I usually bring five guys every, every, ga- every series. And it's like if someone doesn't play a game or, like, two games, it's, like, it, it's so hard to tell them no. And it's like not everybody can play as much as they want. So mm-hmm. it's, it's always hard being the manager. And I'm sure you can attest to that. Yeah, it's like I said, it's just these are the guys, me, myself, Trevor, and Caden, those are the guys I committed to. Yeah. And like I said, if, if Davenport was in the lineup from day one, maybe it'd be a different story. But at this point, it's like I've already invested a season in these players. I can't just throw this away now. And yeah. then we go out there and get swept against the Gators. Like that would just be horrible. Yeah. And I wouldn't feel worse for anybody than Davenport because that's a tough spot to put him in. Yeah. And you don't know, a rookie could come out and be dominant, but it's hard to say. It it's is really very. We've only seen That's a couple such a big pl- leap to take. We've only seen a couple players come in like midseason and dominate, and the only ones I can really think of is Liam Jackson. Yep, and that might be it. Is That's, there any? That's the only player I can think. But of. But even now, is sophomore. Oh, Jonah Heath did pretty good last year. He was a midseason. Oh yeah, he was. He? Okay, then Jonah Heath too. Sorry, Jonah. But <laughs> these were guys. I mean, Brennan, if you're listening to this and you can tell me otherwise, feel free. But 
those were guys that were playing with guys that were in the league. They were getting that MLW experience off the field because all their friends were in the league and they played together like separately. I don't think Davenport has done anything remotely close to this in his lifetime. He's played. I've seen. I don't know. I, I videos don't know. Of him, I don't like, know if with he his plays. brothers, but like, I I think that was from years ago. I don't. I think he's been practicing his pitching and stuff. But you can't. That's such a stretch, in my opinion. Honestly, I, I don't know his experience, so I can't really talk on that. But mm-hmm. it it is very hard to adjust to the strike zone in the league and just the hitting and just the different. There's so many different pitchers and so many different pitches in MLW. Like it, it's so hard to get acclimated to MLW. I I agree. And yeah, if I bring Davenport to a series and he balls out, then oh, I'm a genius. But if I bring him to our uh you know a huge series later in the season and he doesn't play well, yeah, that's then a I'm fifth. That's a fifth of your season. Like literally one series. Exa- it's a fifth is of your season. Fifth of your, that's like, what I'm you, trying to say. Yeah. So it's hard because you. It's not like you're out there getting reps every day. Like, you're in the MLB. You're seeing pitches. You're getting better. You're improving things. You have 15 games of three innings each to improve yourself. That's, That's 45 problem, yeah. innings of wiffle ball. 45 innings. That is approximately six games at the major league level. Yeah. That's no, why five I, games. Sorry. <laughs> I should be better at math than that. Five games. That's why I was so worried. Like, the first uh, series when we played against the D-backs, like, we were yeah. obviously not ready, and mm-hmm. it showed, and we were down 0-3. I was... You know, I may not have shown it, but I was pretty worried. Like, mm-hmm. that's a fifth of our season already gone, and it's we're zero and three in a hole. Like, well, yeah, it, it's, it's I mean, that's like it's I tough. Was, we were three and one, and it's yeah. like wow, like we're playing good. It can change fast, and like I was like, Trevor's playing amazing. We're seeing the ball pretty well. We just had a like we were three and one. We had a comeback win against the Wildcats. We just had a big comeback win against the Preds, and I'm like, wow, like we're putting together some abs here. We're putting the ball out of the park, but since then we haven't been doing anything at the plate, so it can change in a hurry. And every game matters hey, but so that, much. That means you still got hope left. You're three and six, but hey, you never know. You can go out and sweep six and six. You you're, right back, you're right you back. You're right back at it. You, you really never, know. never know. You just gotta, you know, you just gotta come your A game against the Gators, and it's I think hard. you, I think you guys will beat the Gators. I'm just saying that. I honestly, I, I honestly believe that. I'm curious to see what goes down in their next series, but um, that's a good team. They won the World Series last year, yeah. so yep. it ain't over. I'll tell you that it's never over. And um, we're going to give it everything, we, everything we've got to make the postseason and to make a run at the championship. So, all right. That's a lot of wiffle talk today, Dan. Yeah. But um, let's jump into the cue of the day. Why don't we? All right. Sure. Cue. 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 Cue of the day. All right. This week, Dan, you know what? I said enough is enough. I have to take cue of the day into my own hands. So this question comes from at tcoggin32 on Instagram, and that's me. Okay. <laughs> so okay. this isn't even my question, but I just have to talk about it on this show. And I'm sure I'm going to answer it a million more times than I've already answered it a million times. Dan, you know, you do, do you know what I'm going to say? Uh, no. What is one of the most asked questions? We oh, yes, I do. You already asked me. I'm stupid. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I know your guys. Question. I get DMs, Kyle gets DMs, Daniel gets DMs. Yeah, I'm sure, I get a lot of DMs. I'm sure everyone in the league gets DMs. The MLW account gets 50 DMs every day. Let's just answer this once and for all. Yeah, but it's going to get asked more and more, but at least the Pipe It Up listeners will know. Yeah. And it's how far is your mound and how far is your bases? Let me answer the question for you. The mound is 38 feet and the bases are 40 feet, okay? Before I even, or regardless of what I just said, it really doesn't matter. It's it wiffle ball. Go out there to your local sporting goods store. Spend five ninety nine, get yourself a bat and ball, and set up a field with whatever you got, front yard, backyard, in the street, in a local park. Just set it up and have fun and make adjustments as you need to. That's such yeah. a you don't need to like say this is oh, this is how MLW plays, we have to play from right here. Maybe you're younger, maybe you're older, maybe yeah. you like to make the game harder, easier. Play it however you want, in my opinion. That's what we're built on in MLW. We we didn't like find that standard somewhere else and go with it. We just 
um, kind of found that spot over the years, the sweet spot. That's what I was going to say. I think when we were younger, it it depends a lot on your age. Because when we were younger, I think we started with the mound at 32. That Colts could be wrong. Field, Colts field was so short. Yeah, Colts, I think it was, it was 32. Plus, because we were so a, young. It was a smaller field. Yeah. You got you to play with what you got. You know, you not everyone can play wiffle ball in a park like we're, we're lucky enough to. So make do with what you got. And, um, I guess once you find something you like, stick with it. But if adjustments need to be made because you guys aren't yeah. doing enough hits or too many hits yeah. are being gotten, then make adjustments. I was it's not say, the end of the world if you're not at our dimensions. If you want to get like more singles or you can make the bases shorter, longer, it doesn't matter. But just whatever you like. It's it, it's not like it's not like this is the official system. And then for fences, our fences are about 80 feet, 80, which is yeah. pretty home run generous. But if you want to have a lot of home runs, maybe go shallow, shallower than us. If you want to make only one home run per game, put them back to, excuse me, put them back to 90 feet. I mean, it's really up to you. And it's not make or break. The fact that you guys want to know how far we play is pretty cool. Like that's an area of interest to you. But I just think it's funny how so many people ask that. Like, what's yeah. the what's the big draw there? I don't I don't. Really I think know. they're just curious. Maybe they're just curious. A, they want to start throwing leg, or B, they're just curious. Like for the fences, how far we hit it. Mm-hmm. Actually, I wanted to ask you. Do you think we should back up our home run fences? I've been thinking about that. I think. I think honestly, I think, it's pretty well, good right in now. In short, yes, but. I think maybe nothing drastic. No, I want, maybe like, like maybe five, five feet, feet yeah. deeper. I think, and I don't know. Maybe just a tad wider. I don't know. We'll see. But it's not like it's terrible right now. It's funny because some days, like wind, is such a big factor. Yeah, yeah. Some days you'll like hit one right on the screws. And you're like, how yeah. did I knock it out of here? Other days I'll hit a pop up, and it's like that ball's gone. Are you kidding me? If wiffle ball is affected so much by wind that like our fence really realistically is like in a pretty good spot to like make it where. You know, the best players are maybe getting one home run a game or not even. You know, our league leaders don't have that many home runs right now, even though the fences are short. It's funny that you mentioned that because I remember maybe a couple of years ago, I literally hit a home run off you, and it was like, it was a good pitch, and I barely hit it. And I, you literally just get it in the air, a mm-hmm. fly ball, and it's going to go. So I'm pretty like, sure that was in a playoff series. Oh, I the was wind, so mad. The wind matters a lot, whether you can see on the YouTube videos or not, but mm-hmm. the wind matters a lot. I... If I'm thinking of the same thing, I remember like throwing a drop ball to yeah, you yeah, down yeah. and out, down and away yep, on an yep. 0 and 2 count. <laughs> yep. It was just supposed I to just be made a, contact. a pitch to make you yep. chase it, and you just popped it into left field and it ended it up just kept way going. over the fence. Like, <laughs> what just happened? Yeah, and we ended up losing that series. But what year was that? Was that 19? Probably 19. I think, yeah, our last NLCS. I, okay, yeah, but that's funny. Uh, it's funny Dan, that we both remember that. Dan stung me too many times in this lifetime, but I got him a couple times too when he was younger. But yeah. The old apprentice has grown strong. The apprentice has grown strong. <laughs> I still can't believe. I mean, I know we like the Colts Field home run. Like, I guess we were young, but like, mm-hmm. what were the home run fence distance there? Like sixty, Short, sixty-five, like, six, like sixty-eight. And but center. we were young, so it's like if you're like if you're like ten to twelve. It was so fun. Though. Our age, yeah, it was like perfect. You you like hitting home runs exactly. Like, it was so fun. Yeah, um, and you could hit them from like lefty or righty, even if you weren't good, because we had big bats too. Yeah. But. All right. Well, for that cue of the day, our mound is thirty-eight feet away. And our bases are 40 feet. You are welcome. Pipe it up, squad. The pod squad. Spread the word to the fans in the comments. Let them know. 38 and 40. Until further notice. Thank you. (laughs) All right. We'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Oh, all right, Dan. Um, I want to make this a shorter episode. I think we're about a half hour and maybe not even. Um, we already talked about our weekends. We talked about our series. talked about the cue of the day. We've kind of had a productive little half hour there. Um, do you have any good stories you wanted to share with the pod at all? Uh, you're putting me on the spot here. I'd have to think. Uh, all right, Dan's got no stories. I got, <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> I had a couple of funny moments over the weekend, but it's all like you had to be there things. I feel like nothing too... I, I couldn't paint the picture well enough for it to be funny for a podcast, but um, some good times with the families nonetheless. Um, but what we should talk about is the NCAA allowing their athletes to Oh, make some money. yeah. I, okay. They, very interesting topic. It's been happening, or it's been a lot of people have been waiting for this moment. I'll say that. <laughs> I can make a really hot take right now. We can turn this into a hot take with Tom if you What's want. What's your hot take? This is what, a, do you, do you think is, it's going to ruin college is, football? Is, is that such, your hot this take? This is such a boomer answer. <laughs> I think this is stupid. <laughs> no, no I, I don't. I, I do disagree. and don't. I do and don't, to I be disagree. honest. I do and don't. Um, the, reason I, the reason I think it's a good idea is because I think that... I think I know where you're going with this. How, how do I explain this? I think I know it was, where you're going It'd be hard. This. I think that certain compensation for players is necessary in certain situations. It's very vague. So, but I also think that certain players probably don't need it as much as others, if that makes sense. Yeah. And but it's like if you're going to give it to some people, how can others not have it? So how do you draw that line in the sand? Therefore, I think they probably did the right thing. Um, but I do feel bad for like guys like Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, who just yeah, lost dude. out on hundred thousands to maybe millions There's of dollars. There's so many players like Reggie Bush yeah, and I know. like it, like is he going to get his Heisman Trophy back? Like that's I'm, crazy. I don't know, but in like Michigan, I knew this was going to happen. The Michigan Fab Five, like, are they going to put the banners back up? Yeah, I guess you don't know. I don't know if you know too much I about think that. But overall, it's probably a good move. I know they make the NCAA billions of dollars and stuff, but let's not forget they do get a hundred thousand dollar plus scholarship to go to school there. Um, I know that's not the focus of a lot of these kids, but a lot of people don't like to acknowledge that they're getting about a hundred grand equivalent to, to go to school. What do you What do you think now that it's like legal for endorsements? Mm-hmm. Do you think the NCAA should go back to like the Reggie Bush and like say uh, now that it's legal, you know, you can have your Heisman Trophy back, or should you say no, you can't because it was illegal then? So like it's kind of like it, one of those scenarios it was where it's illegal like, then, but it's like it should have been. But it wasn't. I really don't know. Like, why? Did That's he, a tough. So call. he just lost his Heisman for violating rules, pretty I, much. I don't know what the exact violation was, but I think it was just because he was taking money. Yeah. But it's like it was illegal then. But I mean, you can't go back and pay everybody who was there hundreds of thousands of dollars extra for. Honestly, oh, sorry, the rules changed. The rules were rules at the time. Yeah, but it's like I, I kind of disagree because I think, like, especially like you it think about dumb, you think about like he, Trevor he Lawrence, was still so good. Or you think about like Trevor Lawrence or, or like Tim my, Tebow, like guys that are like. Mm-hmm. Making so much money for the NCAA, mm-hmm. they're on like Sports Illustrated covers. They're the face of college football, are. and they're it's not getting sports. a dime. So, like, I think they th- get the scholarship, Dan. Don't I think, forget about that. I think, I think there's a line you have to draw. I think endorsements are fine. I think, but like, if it ever reaches the point where it's like NCAA athletes are receiving like yearly like base salary. That would be a big I don't problem. Think it will ever happen. But like endorsements, I think they totally deserve it. Like, why would they not be able yeah. to prosper off their likeness? Like, we we do that. We prosper off our likeness. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> and we're thing. we're that's, not as big as Trevor I saying, Lawrence. Like, that's so what like, I was saying. Like, how do you draw the line in the sand? Because like the fact that Jack Agner couldn't sell a jersey. For, yeah, like for that's, a that doesn't make any league, sense. That didn't make any sense yeah, to me. No. But stuff like you know now, um, who's gonna be the biggest name in college football this year? You think Dan? Uh, like Spencer Rattler. So Spencer Rattler. Now that he's gonna make you know. 
say two million dollars this year for a deal with Nike and whomever. Like that's absurdly crazy. Yeah, but, but they deserve it, bro. They're the I know. face they are, of college football. I mean, it's just basic supply. And it's like basic demand. You know, people, the brands want their stuff with the athletes out of the faces for the kids to look at on social media. And if you have half a million followers on Instagram, then yeah, I mean, they're gonna want a spot there. There's there's two things I think about when I see that endorsements are legal now. One, it's like, I feel so bad for the people that didn't get all the money that they deserve. Mm -hmm. And B, it's like, all these college kids receiving so much money, I hope that they know how to manage it. That's the thing. It's like, I I dearly hope they don't just spend it on... Also, the crappy thing too is like, just, you know, I hope they like save it. Here's what really sucks. Yeah. Hear me out here. The walk-ons who are putting in the same amount of time at practice off the field, on the field, most yeah. likely, hardworking. They're not getting a scholarship, and none of these brands care to get their stuff with these players. Yeah, They're not going to make anything. That's the thing. And it's now the face of the team is going to have a scholarship, going to have another 100000 coming in for endorsements. That's the like, problem. It's going to be so skewed. It's that, that's the problem with terrible. endorsements. It's going to be so top-heavy exactly. to whoever exactly. gets the most attention. Uh-huh. That's why people want like a base it? salary. Do for you cap every- it? I don't, know. I don't know how you, like, I don't know how this is a winning scenario, because, like, if you're saying like every per- everybody deserves a, like the walk on every sport every athlete like that deserves a base salary, but then it's like how would college programs ever be profitable? What, what do you want to pay them? How much you want to pay them, Dan? Because exactly, I, I don't I, know how college programs would ever be profitable if they had to pay every single athlete. They, they probably would based on the numbers we hear. But it would depend on the they sport. Pay like them, college football. They maybe. pay them thirty grand a year in tuition and but like, living costs. I can't imagine like. Baseball or soccer or walk on every like walk ons get screwed. Swimming, That's I can't fact. imagine if they have a, a base salary. I can't imagine they're going to be profitable if they're not as popular. I also just think it, it changes everything. Like a college athlete, and once again, I, I'm sounding like a boomer, but overall, I don't think it's a horrible thing. I just we're talking about the extremes right now and just sharing opinions. Um, Hopefully, it gets better as we keep yeah, going in the future. Walk ons are getting screwed. Um, mediocre players aren't benefiting from this really at all unless they have a big following somehow. Um, it, it like and like it's gonna be top heavy. That's the best way to say it. It's yeah. gonna be so 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 top heavy. And if you are a college football fan, it's gonna be even more top heavy because the best schools are gonna keep getting the best recruits because you endorsement know deals. yeah endorsement deals and they have the best chance of getting fame there. Like mm-hmm. if you're a five star, are you gonna go to Alabama and probably have a better chance of getting a Nike deal, or are you gonna go to like uh, I don't know, I don't want to name any lower school, but you know what I mean. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, like, I mean, I guess recruiting is like, so top heavy. In high school, it's like you want to col- get a scholarship, you want to go to college and be an athlete, and then you want to become a pro. It's like now it's like <laughs> you're already a pro at this point. If you're getting paid all this money. I feel bad crazy. also for like for really small sports. Yep, I, I'm exactly. trying to think like field hockey. What are smaller, what are small, small sports like? Wrestling. Wrestling, uh, softball. Like any small sport, like they're not they're, – I don't, I don't know. Are they going to – get endorsement deals too i guess they could if it's gonna be so the best football the best football and basketball players for men's college football and men's basketball are gonna be making it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be top but then the second line kid on the michigan state hockey team probably not gonna be getting anything i don't know yeah that's that's where crazy it's crazy i don't know it's tough dude i mean like you said it's almost like it seems like absurd and not let them make money but because then, they're so popular. But like, then you can also look at it where like guys like Spencer Radler, like there's so much pressure on them where it's like mm-hmm. they almost do deserve more because they're like there there's so much pressure on them. Like mm-hmm. can you imagine the position that he's in or like I don't know, other guys like 
whoever Ohio State's quarterback is or Michigan's quarterback. Like, there's so much pressure. So do they deserve it more that they're in, like, does, does fame deserve more money, I guess, is what I'm asking? I don't know. I mean, based on talent alone, I mean, yeah, they deserve more. They'll make more as a pro. But yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I don't haven't know. even. I don't know if to, they're like, spending more time. I haven't even had time to like digest this. I'm just kind of taking it all in right now and considering all the the pros and the cons and. That's the thing. I hope it gets better and more clear as we go forward. I hope. Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. It's, I would not want to. Like I would not want to be working for the NCAA right now, because it's just a tough job. Yeah, and then I can. Well, um, I could go all day about this, but. It's crazy. I, I this is a good debate we've had so far, to be honest. Yeah. It's and I've I'm sure I've I've been kind of thinking about it as we've been going on, so I could have worded things better along the way for sure. But I think my overall point of being like, oh, this is kind of crazy has been has been gotten across. You think so? Yeah. I kinda hope actually maybe you talk about it next week with Jack, but I kinda wish Jack was here to talk about it. Oh, he, for sure. We'll get, Jack's actually, we'll get Jack's opinion. Because he's actually an NCAA athlete. We, we could so. have him call in, but he's also on vacation and I want to get Jack on the microphone for this and yeah, actually yeah. have a discussion. I, about I think it. this he would have a more more valid opinion. Than oh, for me. sure. Because like I said, he was in a position where I do think he should have been benefiting something. A, yeah. co- a couple hundred bucks a year, just uh, just <laughs> based on something that has nothing to do with his college lacrosse career. Um, and I would also and I would also say he's one of the people where it's like lacrosse. I would say is also more of a less popular sport. So I wonder what his opinion is based off like I know exactly. like he's not like he's putting in probably a similar amount of time and hard work as like a college football player. And maybe guess, and, and I guess, don't know. Guess how much now that we're able to monetize it. his jersey. Guess how much his lacrosse career is going to affect how much money he makes off these jerseys. I'm pretty confidently I can say zero. This is how, like, it wouldn't matter. It, w- it wouldn't matter. This has nothing to do with lacrosse. Yeah. He's really, even though the NCAA deemed it as an issue. That's why I don't, um, yeah. We I could don't get more into this next week. Like, the two don't go together. I don't, yeah. I don't think he was using his lacrosse image to make money at all. It's no. just a totally separate audience. Yeah. But crazy, crazy. Fun to share our thoughts and opinions on this. And once again, these are just thoughts and opinions. So don't take them too seriously. Um, but, uh, Dan, I wanted to keep this one short. I got to edit it. Got to get to bed. Got to work. We're on that grind. We're getting that money. Yep. Um, Dan's got to do some more merch orders today before he goes to bed. Um, head over to MLWmerch.com. Check out the new jerseys we posted. Those are pretty cool. Yeah, pinstripes. Got to love the pinstripes. And we do have, um, I just did a little self-plug there. We do have ad slots open. If you would like a 30-second ad read on this podcast, please DM us at MLW on Instagram. Next week, if we don't get any, I want to write myself an MLW Whippleball ad and read it off and see <laughs> see how well it comes across and what I would want to say about the league if I only had 30 seconds to tell an audience. That'd be And maybe it'll funny. teach you guys what you should put in there. Or if I do a good job or a bad job. I don't know. It's hard. It's not a lot of time to portray what you want to portray. you got to get your links in there. you got to hit the high points and what you want the followers and listeners to know. So I'm going to try to write one um, and see how it comes across. You, guys can, you Daniel, and the MLW guys can judge, along with the listeners, can judge how I do. But I'm excited to do that. Uh, that'll be interesting. I don't know if I've ever seen a podcast where they're advertising themselves. Well, I, well, <laughs> you got to make it cha- funny or something. Well, because well, no, because when I read these ad- when I read the ads that are submitted to us, I'm thinking like, okay, they did a great job, or oh, I would have said this and this instead. Yeah. So I want to see how well I can write an ad for a 30 second read and see how well, if you knew nothing about our league, how well it comes across over the microphone. All right. So, All right. <laughs> All right. That's my goal for next week. But thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. A little bit short, but it was a holiday week. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the time with your family and friends, as I said before. Next week, we'll be back on track with an episode with me and Jack Agner. It'll be a full hour-long episode. We'll talk with Jack about his whole 
NCAA experience as well as the whole monetary side of things. So it'll be exciting. Um, stay tuned for the YouTube video coming out this Friday at 4 p.m. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Okay, we are back. I'm back on the microphone this time. Didn't forget to rig up the system correctly. And I have a different guest next to me today who I will introduce in just a moment. But my name is Tommy Coughlin. God darn it, bro. Wow. 